of the afternoon to all of my shining jewels and gems. Welcome back to an all new episode of Wild Rules Minded Jewels. I am your host, Ariel Amari, and thank you all for tuning in. Here on the show, it's about exploring diverse culture, real life situations, inter- entertainment, and give my own personal perspective. So if you're looking for all of the above, then you are in the right place. We're going to begin with things and spice up the show today with an all new special guest co host. This special guest co-host is full of life, a loving, free spirit, always on a mission with a meaningful purpose and working to make some changes. Jules and Jim, say hello to the lovely great man himself, Bill Levin. Well, hi there. I love you, Ariel. It's so good to be here with you. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this. This is a fun, fun thing you got going. And uh, I look forward to uh, the great adventure you have before you. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, for starters, I want to personally say thank you so much for taking the time out with being so accommodating, kind, and comfortable enough to be a special guest co-host here on the show and willing to give me a chance. Here on the show, it's about pure honesty, not sugarcoating anything, and having no filter. So please feel free to say whatever you want of expressing yourself and not holding anything back. There's plenty of questions and answers to get into, so let's hop right into it. Okay, I'm ready. So, the first question I want to ask is, what are your plans for making change, and what do you have going on? Well, first off, I am the Grand Poobah Minister of Love of the First Church of Cannabis in beautiful Indianapolis, Indiana. And recently, uh, in the first part of July, I have announced that I'm running for governor for the state of Indiana in 2020. I would like to see our educational systems completely rebuilt from the ground up because education in Indiana is a sad, sad state of affairs. We also have a huge pollution issue. Um, People are dying near these uh, pollution sites. They're getting cancer. They're getting uh, lymphoma. They're getting horrible diseases. Uh, by all these pollution sites. Um, I also want to add ballot initiative to our state. And this is something neither the Democrats nor the Republicans will embrace. This is a method for the people of the state to write petitions to have the right to have views brought to the ballot This is not a ballot petition state, so ballots are completely worthless. We can put value into ballots by making them the people's voice. And this is something the Democrats and Republicans don't want you to do because they want to control you. Okay? I want us to control our future and control our politicians. Our politicians are not here to control us. We are here to control them. I want to serve the state of Indiana in all the positive ways. Now, when it comes to the topic of marijuana being legalized here, it's pretty much of a hectic topic to discuss with a whole bunch of folks. So I have to ask, if you're comfortable with answering, but what is your most important purpose of legalizing marijuana here in Indiana? I don't want to legalize it. I want to take all laws away from it. I want it to have the same standing as a dandelion or as poison ivy, okay? It shouldn't be regulated. 
It should be free to be grow in your gardens, in your homes, in your, you know, for your stores. If you do make it for human consumption, it would have to be tested as any human, as any product for human consumption is done. But other than that, you know, we, we don't have any laws on tomato plants and how many we can grow. There's absolutely no reason to have laws on how much cannabis we should grow. Sounds lovely. Have you um, ever had any thoughts about opening your own legal dispensary? And if so, what would your kind of dispensary be like? I have worked retail in the past. Mm-hmm. I don't like working retail. I uh, would not own a dispensary uh, just because it's a it's a retail outlet. Okay, mm-hmm. I've done my share of retail outlets. I would be in the uh, wholesale manufacturing end if I go into it, or the testing end of the products. Seventy three percent of the Hoosiers uh, in Indiana, and we have a population of uh, six million uh, six uh, six million six hundred and ninety two thousand. Seventy two percent of these people want cannabis legal, mm-hmm. okay? Only 58% of our state turned out to vote last time. Okay. So if I can get 1 million cannabis fans to vote for me, I can win. That would be epic. So got my vote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's time the government be controlled by the people, not the people controlled by the government. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I want to kindly go over what's going on in our own state and city, and I wanted to briefly go over, mentioned it. You are the founder and grand poobah of the First Church of Cannabis. Can you fully inform me and all of the jewels and gems who don't know, what is the First uh, Church of Cannabis about? The First Church of Cannabis is a... Uh, church that doesn't use the old magic books, uh, the Bible part one, Bible part two, the Quran. We have our own uh, religion base, which is, we, all right, let's back up. What is God? We say God is love. If you use God in the one, you know, oh, I love God. There are currently over 8,000 gods working in it today. So I never know which God. And there are goddesses out there that get upset when you start talking about gods because, you know, goddesses are equal to gods. So goddesses and gods are equal. If you pick one over the other, you're wrong. So we celebrate God is love, right? We celebrate love in life's great adventure. So, yes, we celebrate God but, or goddesses, but we call God and goddesses love. And we celebrate love in life's great adventure because every day something awesome could happen, something beautiful, something that could be, take one sentence and change your whole life. And you have to be able to pay attention to it. You got to be able to embrace it. You got to hug it. You got to love it. You got to have a positive smile when you get up in the morning. And you have to be really, really, really excited about all the wonderful things that can possibly happen. Sounds great. What are the church's values and how do you want to reach individuals with an important message? Our values are love, compassion, and good health for our fellow man, for our fellow humans. We 
want everybody to be successful. We want everybody to get where they're going. Um, and the first rule of our church is just the basic rule of life. Don't be an equal. You know, if we all treat each other as an equal, we won't have any problems. We'll help each other be successful. Um, when it comes to this topic about the first touch of cannabis, of course, and opposing individuals that that are objective to the church and what it stands for. So what would your message be to those objective and opposing individuals? Learn before you speak. You say we pray to cannabis, which is not true. Cannabis is a sacrament that we use to celebrate love and life's great adventure. It brings us closer to ourselves and to others. It is a beneficial plant. I would like to see a pint of cannabis oil in every Hoosier's medicine cabinet so they can feel happy and safe. That'd be great, you know. Yeah. Heal everybody. Hey. So switch gears here, and if you're comfortable with answering, but what do you think about all of this madness that's going on in the world of politics today? I think uh, that the President of the United States is possibly one of the biggest bigot assholes who's ever been in position of power in our country. Um, and I really, really hope that he is not elected again. He has brought forth filth, disgust, prejudice, and hatred into our lifestyles again. And uh, that's not the kind of human being who should be ruling others. Uh, he, he's not benevolent. He's rude. He's very rude. Yes. What is your perspective on well-being? We all know the good thing, health is wealth. So what's your perspective on that? On health? Yes. Well-being, yeah. Well, we should all be healthy. We should all be happy. Um, <clears throat> our mental our mental state <clears throat> is often judged by the food that we put into our body. If we put fast food, sodas, and sugary crap from gas stations in our body, we will poison our mind. We need to have a well-balanced nutrients so our mind remains well-balanced. If you do a bunch of soda pops in one day, your mind's racing, it's living on sugar and caffeine, and your stomach is just not right. Your body gets out of whack, your endocannabinol system gets out of whack, and you become unhealthy and unstable. Healthy foods for healthy way of life. That that was very well put. Like, <laughs> oh my God, I love that. <laughs> Moving along. Now, this show is for everyone, and I want everyone to know that. I want everyone to be able to explore diverse culture because it reflects what I, I, not only myself, but what everyone is into. So, I want to take this time out to get to know who Bill Levin personally is. Did I say that right? Correct? <laughs> cool thing. I have to ask, what was the free spirit culture like back in the day? I don't like using the word hippie because to me it sounds <laughs> a bit mean to you and rude to you. And I don't want to offend anybody. So it, it, It's hey. not offensive. Uh, <clears throat> it, was a, uh, it was a true culture where there was a distinct line between us and them. Um, 
the hippies believed in peace, love, Woodstock, all that. But we also had the yippies and the weathermen who were out trying to start a revolution in North America. We had, uh, I think it was 1970 or 71, we had over 275 bombings of banks, police cars. We had a revolution. We had a real revolution in this country. Um, The FBI was going across the country looking for the Simonese Liberation Army, which started here in Indiana. Um, They were looking for Patty Hearst. Um, People were robbing banks. People were blowing stuff up. It was a revolution. You know, thousands of people, in 1968, thousands of people piled into the Democratic National Convention. Uh, Abby Hoffman, Jerry Rubin, and uh, 10 other people, eight other people, uh, all got arrested, went to jail. Uh, it was a carnival of, of insanity, but it was very colorful. Children were running away at the age of 13 to go live in Boston and San Francisco. Uh, and it wasn't one or two per city. It was hundreds. It was hundreds. Wow. Everybody was making a massive move for the hippie and flower child culture because nobody wanted to be with the war and kill culture anymore. Oh, wow. So, um, when you have thousands of people protesting, um, we don't have thousands of people protesting anymore. That's the big problem. Um, people would go out and protest back then because we only had three TV stations. Okay? You didn't watch TV every night. You went out to bars, you went out to theaters, you went out and you actually met with people. Um, we, we, we would all meet, uh, you know, at 3.30 in the afternoon, 4.30, uh, in bars for happy hour. Everybody, the whole culture, I mean, there were bar. everywhere you see a Starbucks, there was a bar there prior. Okay, bars were on every corner. We were a drunk society until 1988. It wasn't until 1988 that drinking and driving became illegal across the country. Oh, wow. Okay, before 1988, if you took out a telephone pole, and you were drunk, the police would say, oh, man, I'm sorry. Are you able to drive? We'll follow you home. Make sure you get there safely. Okay. They served and protected. They didn't give a shit. Now, in 1988, all the offices in the world got computers. Okay. When you got a computer, the first thing they had on computers when they first came out was a pie chart. And you could see how much of the pie you were getting. Now that everybody got a pie chart and could figure it out, they got greedy. And they figured out how they can get more and more and more. Computers brought forth great advancement. But it also took humanity down about three steps. You know, we, we, we you know, We don't go outside and communicate. Computers made TV better, so now we have 186 channels. Okay? We don't leave our house anymore. We're we're nesting at home. We have TV screens the size of our wall. You know, surround sound. When we were doing this, we had black and white TV that was two foot by two foot by two foot that weighed 150, 200 pounds. Um, oh, yeah. 
speaking on the topic of culture mixed with entertainment, what kind of entertainment were you into growing up? Uh, uh, I, I did, uh, I did all sorts of things. I, uh, Karma Records had 42 stores. I was in house with them and I did their promotions and marketing, uh, for all the stores. Uh, I also put on concerts for 30 years, ran nightclubs, restaurants, uh, managed bands, published magazines, um, did, did a radio show for two years. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Uh, yeah, I've been involved in the entertainment business for years. It's just uh, what I do. Awesome. Which one was the worst, though? Well, it depends. Uh, what was the worst? Oh, I don't know. Egotistical lead singers. <laughs> Exploitation movies? Yes, yes, yes. You yeah. got me there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I yes. Uh, Superfly, Shaft, Blackula uh, were all things I saw in theaters. Uh, the thing with two heads. Oh my God. These were all things I saw as a kid in Cleveland in theaters. Uh, yeah, I, I love black exploitation films. I think they're just the coolest. Oh, my God. I was getting ready to ask you, what did you think about the remake of Superfly? The remake that All right. No, out? I won't watch it. I won't watch it. I have not seen the remake. I will not watch it. That's <laughs> like remaking Gone with the Wind. Certain things you don't remake, okay? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. That movie was made and cast in platinum. And the reason it's lasted so long is because of the soundtrack, Curtis Mayfield. Okay. I went to go see Curtis Mayfield on my 18th birthday. Oh my God. And it was the great, I was the only white guy in there. Me and Mark were the only two white guys in there. And it was the most amazing, amazing show at the Allen Theater in Cleveland. And I think it was a Saturday night, November 4th, uh, in 70. 72, 73, somewhere. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm so glad and happy I asked you that question because I love classification movies. Thanks to my... Oh, um, okay. My favorite one would have to be Coffee. Coffee's hot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And was also, to name a few others, Hell Up in Harlem, Black yeah. Caesar, like... Uh, just Cotton, Cotton Comes to Harlem. Yes. Like, um, oh, my God. There was a movie, there was a TV show called uh, Hogan's Heroes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the black guy on it, Kinch, Kinch, Kinch was his name on the show. He made all this money off of that. And then he went out and he produced his own movie about or the revolution I was just talking about. Yeah. He produced a movie called The Spook Who Sat by the Door. Yeah. Okay. Now, this is a black exploitation movie about how Africans Americans raised up, started the Black Panther Party, and started a revolution against America. It is cool as hell, and very few people know about this film. Um, but if you find it, it's, it's out on YouTube, it's well worth the watch. It's called The Spook Who Sat By The Door, and it's got so much cultural fact in it 
but it's a fictitious movie. So it's a factual, fictitious movie because this is really what went down, but you can't call it fact because there were no names. Um, I highly, highly, highly suggest it uh, to anybody who loves these films. I'm going to check that out. Thank you. Oh, yeah. No, I'll, I'll bring you some films, too. I know I've got a whole file. That'd be great. Have you watched Claudine? Claudine? Yeah, with James Earl Jones and I think her name is Diane. I know her first name is Diane, but I think it's... I forgot her last name, but... Yeah, Ross. Yeah. It's a movie called Claudine, and it came out back in the 70s, and it's another black exploitation movie. Hope you get to check I'll, it out. I'll, I'll, I'll check it out without a doubt. Yeah. To switch things over, I want to ask, what is the most important thing that gets you up and going for the day? <coughs> um, part of our religion states that when you get up in the morning, put your smile on first. Okay? Get up, consciously think to yourself, smile. That's the first thought I have every morning. Get up, open your eyes, and smile. First smile of the day sets your pace for how the rest of your day is going to go. So you have to train yourself to open your eyes and smile. Okay? It's a great day. There's a fabulous adventure waiting to happen out there. And all you got to do is embrace it. Go out, find it, and just groove on it. That was very well put. I love that. Thank you. Do you have any regrets in your life? I only regret the things I didn't do. Okay? I don't regret the things I've done <laughs> because the things I've done answered. You know, if it, if it was if I did it and it was wrong, I learned. If I did it and it was right, it was a wonderful adventure. Okay, if you don't reach, you can't grow. You got to reach for things. You got to play with people who are better at the game than you are, so you can learn. You only learn a game by playing someone better than yourself. So, hence the game of politics is something I, I just love because honesty will show through in politics and dishonesty will show through. And if you go at it in an honest way, people will be attracted to your positive viewpoints and they will support you. And that's what I'm looking for is just 1 million voters in the state of Indiana who want to see a change for the better. Yes, most definitely. Side note to all of my listeners out there, please, 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 please vote for Bill Levin because you most certainly definitely have my vote. Well, it's basically love, humor, and compassion versus power, greed, and control. Um, the control of our state should be left in the hands of the people, not the politicians controlling us. We control the politicians. Yeah, most definitely. People will love you and people will hate you, but personally, I have to say what is so great is you have such a free spirit, loving and gentle personality that can make anyone's day. So you accept and love any and everyone for who they are. You also want to see the good in everyone. 
though it is something not to worry about right now, you know, always live in the present moment, but what do you want to re- want people to remember you by and what kind of mark do you want to leave on this earth? Um, I just want them to smile when they hear my name. That's it. I'm a smile harvester by trade. Um, if I can get somebody to smile, my job is done. You know, create smiles, create happiness, create a positive path while you're out there. And if you can make people smile, you know, really, that's all we need to do in this world is make other people smile. If we make other people smile, that means they're happy. Okay, happy people get more stuff done. So if we all smile and we all celebrate love and life's great adventure, we'll all take a positive path. It's a lot better path than fear because fear breeds hate. So don't be fearful of something, you know, run up, hug it, tell it you love it. You know, it's embrace, hold, love, smile. Kindness is going to beat the shit out of fear and hate. That was great. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being patient with me and taking time out to participate as my special guest co-host. If you want to, can you let all the jewels and gems know what else you have going on and where to find you on all social media platforms? Oh, absolutely. Um, I am Bill... J. Levin at uh, Facebook, and uh, <clears throat> same thing on Twitter, and I have a uh, Instagram account, and I'm rarely on it, and I'm trying to get better on my Instagram. I'm trying to get better on my Instagram. I just don't know some things. Um, you can also find the First Church of Cannabis at uh, on Facebook. And our political page will be up uh, in the next two weeks. Uh, you most definitely have my vote, like my, my. Um, Jules and Gems, this has now been the conclusion of today's new episode. Thank you so much again to the lovely Bill Levin for joining me as my special guest co-host. Be sure to subscribe, follow, and listen to the Wild Rules Minded Jewels podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Pocket Podcasts, and Radio Public. Also, don't forget to hit that follow button on Twitter for at Wild Rules Minded. God bless you all. Take care, everyone. And until episode three. Also, please do not forget to vote for Bill Levin. We got work to do, people. Lots of work. Thank you. Take care. I love you. Bye. Bye.